1: If you say so.
0: Hello and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie, and I'm your host. And I have a very special guest. And I'll let him introduce himself or herself. <laughs> uh, himself. My name is Brad. Um, yeah, honored to be here. You know what Sarah told me, when I was walking back here, hmm. be nice. Be <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she was telling me that too. She's like, just defend yourself. Just defend yourself.
1: And <laughs> I'm like,
0: where am I going? <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> so we're here We're here to talk about the Tesla event and uh, the Tesla Semi event to be more specific. Um, so yeah, it, it started late. And it started later than expected because I told Brad to be here at 8. And in Arizona, we're an hour um, ahead of california so um, basically you got here seven o'clock and we're like what why isn't this starting why isn't it starting but it turns out the reason why is because it's it wasn't time so they started i don't know about 15 minutes late but not too bad classic classic tesla I yeah they have to They it's, they do that part of their it's part of their game is yeah predicting a
1: little sooner than it's going to actually happen
0: yeah, so we have they, they, we actually have two things to talk about in mm-hmm. a little surprise. Not that anybody was really surprised because they thought that something... Two things were going to be announced, <laughs> that the Tesla Semi and either... Well, I guess it's three. So there was three options. There's a Tesla Semi. There's a Tesla pickup truck with the Semi because they figured that the Tesla pickup truck would look a lot like the Semi. The Model Y, potentially, cause since that's the next thing in Tesla's lineup to be produced after the Model 3. And then the Roadster, which everybody's wondering where it is, and, and nobody knows. So we'll talk about what was announced later in the show. I keep it a surprise, just in case you haven't heard. But let's talk about the Tesla Semi. So why don't we talk about... We'll, we'll go through the exterior first. I know you have uh, a dearth of notes, and I just have my scribbles <laughs> over here. So <clears throat> let's just talk about the exterior, what were your general thoughts on the exterior?
1: Well, we had we had gotten a, a sneak peek on this, uh before, uh once or, or maybe twice, uh, that I had seen. Uh, and it was you know, definitely different than your average uh uh tractor trailer, semi. Um, much sleeker, but almost it was almost it's almost some adjustment period for me. Um getting used to that very, uh, you know, sleek lines. Um, and I think it will be for the industry as well. Just, you know, um, these truck drivers used to this kind of heavy, uh, big, uh, rigs, you know, big rigs, right. And, and this is much more sleek. Uh, and so I think that'll be an interesting to see how the market picks
0: that up. Well, if you look at, okay. If you look at the standard, um, conventional cab uh, truck, right? Mm-hmm. Semi-truck. Mm-hmm. It, it You have to have a lot of room because the motor is huge. Mm-hmm. That's what makes the, the Semi look so weird because it looks, the Tesla Semi actually looks like the front of a Model 3 almost mm-hmm. with a very large window. So you have no motor there and you have no transmission underneath that. So <laughs> it, that's what provides that. It almost looks like somebody took... Like it looks like somebody took a, a a tractor trailer and punched it in the face <laughs> and then molded it into something that's much more stubby, yeah, like a pug, yeah, like a pug, <laughs> so um that is definitely a it's a definitely a different look, but it it keeps in with Tesla's design language. It looks mm-hmm. like i mean if you were to drive down that road, you would drown the road and you saw it coming from miles away, you would know, oh, that's mm-hmm. a Tesla for sure.
1: Mhm. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, even compared to the uh the cars they made where the cars I would argue blend in much more than this will. This will stand out uh from a distance and be very clear uh what it is, right? Whereas with the cars, they almost seems to have tried to make them blend in a way.
0: Yeah. That I mean, there's a lot of truth to that. Like the Model S is in, initially had a grill they don't need a grill. <laughs> There's no motor to keep cool, um, and eventually they took that away. So that yeah, I mean you gotta. It's kind of like baby steps into getting people to uh, buy off on the vehicle, and you kind of have to make it uh, transition it from what we have now to what it's going to end up being. So I I would agree with that. You know it's weird because when Sierra and I, Sierra's and Brad, our boyfriend and girlfriend, <laughs> to make that easy. But, uh, when we were in Monterey for the Lucid event, like there were a lot, there were, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of cars that were upwards of 200,000 plus. But as we were driving down the roads, the thing that always made us turn our head was like, and we did see a model three there. It was on the other, it was driving away <laughs> from us, but, um. The thing that made us always turn our heads were the Teslas, because you could see them. I mean, they stood out um, against all these other vehicles that were really impressive looking. Mm-hmm. But they, the, they Tesla really did a good job of making that catch your eye, because th- there was these exotic, beautiful cars, and it was almost overwhelming. And then, boom, you'd see a Tesla, mm-hmm. you know, next to a Mazda.
1: Yes. But, and that's where it fits this kind of interesting category with the, with. You know, especially the Model Three would say where it stands out from a Mazda, which I drive, but Me too. it also uh, isn't isn't the sports car. You know, it somehow stands out from both categories. But I would say it's it's fitting. It's it's trying to play the role of a normal car, whereas the, the semi is, in terms of look, not trying to play the normal role. It's fitting in with its own family. It's not fitting in with the, uh, you know, the trucking industry
0: standard. Yeah, and that's. I mean, we'll talk about the what what's different on the inside in a second. Yeah. But that is absolutely true. There, I mean, then really, there was no point if they were to make a big old nose <laughs> on the front of the truck. There would be a lot of wasted cargo space, I guess. Uh,
1: frunk, another frunk. Yeah, big,
0: great <laughs> big frunk. There's really no reason. Um. So do you want to talk about, like, when the cars drove out, what they did was... I'm assuming this was held inside of, like, an airplane hangar is what it looked like. And then um, a gentleman came out, and he talked. can't remember his name. Um, I have to say our stream was terrible. Um, We ended up going down to, like, a 280p, and then I just zoomed in on my computer so we could watch it on the TV. So it wasn't the best stream ever. Um, But anyway, so the the uh he announced the you know go, let's take a look at the cars and then like the door drops or some curtain drops and then the trucks pull up. Mm-hmm. And so what what were your first thoughts like looking at the truck and I'll tell you mine I thought one thing.
1: <laughs> what is that? I, 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 uh
0: the driver sitting in directly in the middle of the truck. You saw it right away. Yeah, yeah, it, cuz it looked so uh weird. Mm-hmm. He's it's like a um if you ever uh like, you think of, like, when Fred Flintstone was, like, driving <laughs> the dinosaur to break the rocks. That's basically where this guy was sitting in the Fred Flintstone seat.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: from, then, like, the farthest thing possible from it. <laughs> like... Yeah. No, it was pretty high tech back then. <laughs> but, yeah. So yeah, the, so, yeah, go ahead. That popped out right away to you. Yes. You're like, well, two things. The doors that open yeah. backwards, the suicide-looking <laughs> doors, which are awesome. Yeah. And that. They're almost like bus doors, except for they don't fold. But yeah. it was almost kind of like a if the door opened into itself. Yeah. It didn't. I don't really remember if it stuck out at all. It seemed like it just kind of opened into the cab.
1: Yeah, I I don't remember either. I feel like it poked out a bit, and I'm I'm not sure why they did that. But going back to the the center seat, I, it I didn't notice it. I wasn't, uh, you know, I guess, keen enough to see that. As they drove up, but when they revealed it later, um, I was pretty shocked by that. I mean, that's one of the things that'll be kind of like a string of my comments probably is this idea that uh, Tesla, in general, is really like it gets a lot of attention for the electric part, but I would argue that's it's that's not its biggest thing. It's doing these other things that it just takes a fresh look. At how other things are are happening and that through that fresh lens um, they're able to really uh, offer up a new solution a simpler better solution um, that has been provided yeah
0: so from what I understand and you know I'm not uh, you have a contact closer to Elon than I would ever have at this point but as we discussed earlier (laughs) but uh, the um, uh, what Elon does, as far as I know, from what I've under, from what I read and understand is he looks at a problem and he says like, okay, um, the window's dirty, right? Mm-hmm. So the obvious solution to cleaning the window is, or to making the dirty, the window not dirty is to clean it. But what Elon does is he looks at it and goes, well, how can we make it so the window doesn't mm-hmm. get dirty in the first place? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what a lot of the Tesla engineers have done in when they design these vehicles is they're like, well, what's the problem? And then how do we make it so that problem never exists anyway? Mm-hmm. Which was, I think, is what you're trying to say. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, that almost seems to me the good segue of for honestly, my favorite part and the part that connects uh, that my thesis on that is that my favorite part about the whole thing was that window piece the strong window oh yeah you want to talk about that i mean it's tesla armor yeah tesla armor and he's you know a little hyperbole or whatever it was doesn't matter um but the point is that you know they thought about that detail and they that means they had you know he has you know elon doesn't drive big rigs i, I don't think he has any major experience doing so so he had to they had to go ask the you know the consumer they had to go ask the driver and, and really understand what their problems were, and one of those things was that the window breaks, and when they when the window breaks, they're out. They're they're that's a downtime for them, and they're losing money. And the fact that they incorporated that, thought, hey, how do we, you know, in this case, it wasn't how do we make the window not dirty. It's how do we make so the window doesn't break, and you don't have that downtime. And to integrate that into the solution, uh, as a even a talking point that he made was like, there's a lot more. Than the electric part. The electric part is just one, uh, I don't want to say symptom because it's negative, but positive symptom of the way they're approaching the problem from a fresh perspective.
0: Yeah. And if you haven't seen the video, basically what they have this new Tesla armored glass. And what Elon said was that if um, it, it'll survive a, a nuclear blast, and if it doesn't, your money back, which is <laughs> a nice joke, which is what it's nice about. Um, Tesla that I think that other companies lack is that it has the wink and a nod, and they don't take themselves too terribly mm-hmm. seriously. They're able to to make jokes, and we'll talk about more of that later. But yeah, I think the, the Tesla armor glass is something that I hope makes it to vehicles because, as you know, living in Arizona, mm-hmm. it's like you're just—it's not— if you're gonna get a crack in your windshield, it's when. Wind. And for a while there, my wife and I were getting one like every eight months. It was ridiculous. <laughs> so, and that just makes insurance, even though they say that it doesn't, it makes insurance go up, and it's just a whole mess of problems. But yeah, I think that that was a, uh, that was a good thing. What did you think of the inside of the vehicle? So the driver's in the front, and then they they look like they had some seating or storage space in the back. But what do you think the the inside where the cockpit was? And really that's what it is is a cockpit yeah, like a jet that's fighter. That's a good point.
1: That's a great point.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um
1: my first take was uh it seemed I mean it was totally different. I, I almost uh, you know I kind of takes me back cuz I'm not sure what I was looking at. It's a different way to view a car. I don't I can't really think of a example of a car where I've seen a driver in the center. You know the the mail trucks have one on the side.
0: Doesn't the Bugatti have them in the center? I think there's a supercar that does that. So then, yeah, so then that's following his mantra, <laughs> beating a supercar. Um,
1: but it, it seemed very clean and open. I mean, there was there wasn't a whole lot of uh, unnecessary items. I mean, they had really uh, simplified the solution on that.
0: Yeah, it looks like there's no just like in the Model Three, they had one set of one screen. They have two screens on the left and the right. Mm -hmm. probably Mm -hmm. so that they can monitor. I know, and I say this all the time, but I drive like a 42 foot, 72,000 pound fire truck and people hang out in my blind spots all the time. I wish that I had cameras because it's really Mm -hmm. tough and I don't want to kill somebody and I absolutely would if I ran them over if I wasn't Mm -hmm. careful. Um, So I'm sure that that will include, you know, things like the radio, um, how the the truck's doing in, in terms of, um, performance and whatever. Mm-hmm. But it will also, I'm sure, have a little screen up in addition because there, w- I didn't think there were mirrors on it, but I th- there were definitely mirrors on the smaller one. There was two sizes, a bigger one and a smaller one. But there were definitely mirrors on the smaller one. I don't know, and I couldn't get a good look based on the crappy internet connection that we have. There's mirrors on the bigger one. Um, but in either case, um, those that um, having those cameras, which are almost certainly there, to look back and see your blind spots is a huge benefit. So you would like those on uh Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah? I have a. We have a backup camera on our truck, mm-hmm. on one of the two trucks that I drive. And the one truck that we don't have a backup camera, it's terrifying because one of my guys, <laughs> uh, when we back up a fire truck, three people are supposed to get out. When you mm-hmm. back up a semi, nobody gets out of the truck, and you just mm-hmm. do it by yourself. And these guys are doing it like the really good guys are doing it without backup cameras or anything. They're just using their mirrors. So, but in my situation, I'll have one of my guys and I'll lose track of them in my mirror.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And what typically happens, if you keep going, you're going to run one of them over. So um, we try to be ultra aware of that. So when they get out and if I if I can't see them, then I stop. In the ladder truck, uh, which has a backup mirror, if I can still see them and I can see that they're a distance away then I won't necessarily stop I'll just slow down until they pop out out of the way mm-hmm. cuz they know to stay out of the, the to stay off to the side mm-hmm. but occasionally because of whatever reason they'll just kind of slide behind the truck but uh it's not I mean <laughs> you're basically responsible f- <laughs> for killing somebody if you yeah. if you run them over so and it's happened plenty of times yeah. so for this and all these cameras that's definitely a benefit for anybody that drives a big rig and these trucks can haul 80,000 pounds and i think we're we're between 72 and and 76 i think something like that with uh all of our equipment wow so yeah you're almost
1: at their full load i didn't know it
0: yeah except for they have uh i mean i just have one big giant linear truck Mm -hmm. where they have a tractor and then the trailer and they have those turning points i think it might be easier for what i drive than what they're driving especially backing well, that part of the experience might be easier.
1: Once you get to the destination, I think it's going to be a little harder.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's see. They talked about going 500 miles, but we now know, looking at the Tesla website, it's 3 to 500 miles. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing the fully loaded one is the 500-mile one. And they, they were saying most routes are under 250 miles, so you would actually be able to make a round trip without having to recharge mm-hmm. in most cases. Which is true.
1: Yeah. And on that note, too, Hugh, uh, I think, I mean, unless we're going to get to this in a minute, but the idea of um, your distance and when you're taking breaks, right? Yeah, go ahead. uh, So, like, you know, again, thinking about the the customer experience about, like, when they're going to want to refuel. And so they were saying 500 miles, 400 miles was in the range of when you're when a driver is going to want to or is going to be legally required to, uh, stop and take a break. Uh, and so letting that, uh, be a driver in their design of how far it can go. I'm sure they wanted to, to go as far as it can, but trying to get to that, at least to there where then you take a break and you let it recharge, you, you know, you fill it up and
0: yeah, you, you caught how long it would take for a recharge 400, 400, 400 miles. I,
1: yeah, I, I believe they said thirty minutes for four hundred. Uh, yeah, miles. I didn't judge that.
0: That's pretty amazing. That's pretty good. Um, let's see. The truck itself. If you have, um, if you're, if you're an independent trucker and you buy one of these trucks, and you're just a single man operation, uh, one of the benefits that they have is the aerodynamics of the truck, and that's a big benefit. So they have these flaps that come in and automatically adjust. To the size of the trailer, doesn't matter mm-hmm. what trailer it is. They'll come in and adjust to the size of the trailer and close those gaps up. Mm-hmm. So that helps with the the trucks. Um, they are dynamic. Um, the overall aerodynamics of the truck and the trailer together, which is good. It's a benefit, mm-hmm. huge benefit.
1: Simple design, but effective. Again, you know. Yeah, uh, it could have been done. They could have done that on a on a diesel truck, uh, but this is. You know, we looking at the problem. And they found another great solution right there.
0: Yeah, and that's... Yeah. I mean, this is, like, the thing with fire trucks. Like, my the truck that I drive right now, the ladder truck, is a million bucks. Yeah. And they go up 5%. They have an automatic cost increase of 5% every year. <laughs> so, no matter what. Like, we're looking at buying a new LT, which is basically a ladder truck without the big ladder. Because it's expensive and you don't want to ruin your ladder truck because it costs a million bucks. So... Um, they're looking at buying a new LT well uh, we missed the deadline to get it in for this next financial year for a lot of reasons I won't go into <laughs> and then but now like we're looking at paying five percent more and when you're looking at five percent more on fifty thousand or five hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars that's a pretty good decent step up mm-hmm. and that's a five hundred thousand like it the most basic truck and, and we don't want it but the most basic truck that a company like Pierce has is four hundred eighty thousand dollars. So you're, look, you're looking at between $600,000 and $700,000 for a truck to save miles on a truck that costs a million. We were almost <laughs> getting into that same range mm-hmm. where it might be just cheaper to drive the ladder truck around. <laughs> um, but that's a big number for people to get over. But, yeah, so that's not – I mean, these trucks yeah. go for 10-plus years. So it's uh, ours do anyway. We, we run them into the – to the ground we go as long <laughs> as we can for them with them um but that's a and the,
1: what kind of gas mileage do they get
0: oh like what two miles to the gallon <laughs> like our ladder <laughs> truck literally gets if, it, if we're on the freeway i can maybe get three
1: <laughs> it's barely into in- integers it's yeah like...
0: so i'll give you an idea if we're going um if we're going out um to like buckeye mm-hmm. so i uh, um so if we're going from like we're somewhere in the avondale area and we head out to buckeye which isn't necessarily that far there's only one town in between that um and we drive back we're gonna need to get fuel if we're full but when we start wow we'll be below half when we get back and that's if we go out right Mm -hmm. we go out there we get to our destination like oh yeah we don't need you which happens (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then we drive back yeah, we're pretty much gonna need to get fuel. Mm-hmm. We might be able to squeak by for another couple of calls, but it's not something you really want to do, because if you go out again, then you mm-hmm. definitely need fuel and you didn't get it. <laughs> so, yeah, it's 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 not good. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. So, all right, what else we got here? Do you have anything you want to chat about before we move on?
1: Um, yes, I uh. Oh, I I thought the, I mean, yeah, two things. First is that they made it go zero to 60 in five seconds, because, you know, why not? Yeah, without a load. <laughs> without a load? Yeah. And then what was it? It was uh, zero to 60 full load.
0: 80,000 pounds.
1: 80,000 pounds in 20 seconds.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, why not, you know? <laughs> well, that's the beauty of an electric motor. So the mm-hmm. car, the truck has four electric motors, one on each. Um, actually, I think there's two tires in the back. But it's got four electric two motors, two in the front, two in the back. However, that whole thing is set up. And so that's a big benefit. And from what they've said earlier, they didn't say it at this event, but from what they said earlier, there's, they were using those, and I don't know, this could be an Elon joke, but they were using Model 3 parts for those, the Model 3 motors for that. Now, that might have been for prototyping only, mm-hmm. or that might have been for, I mean, electric motors yeah. are, I mean, they're basically, um, they can go as fast as the car can, or vehicle that it's propelling mm-hmm. can hold up and as it's safe to do so. Um and there are upper limits, but it's you know um you could really push those things <laughs> so one of the neat things about it though is um well they first they called it bamp bam yeah. performance, <laughs> yeah. which if you don't know is badass mother <laughs> with the f word things
1: started from dan Cook I mean. yeah, yeah,
0: so uh that's true, so yeah, so this is a... um yeah. again another wink and a nod a little funny <laughs>
1: yeah I like bfr yeah um so then the other one is uh, uh you know i don't know time here but jack the jackknifing um yeah. was uh just you know i'm not sure i think that was you know about the electrical uh motor component uh and coming from that you know solution space but uh it will prevent the car from jackknifing Or the truck, sorry, the truck from jackknifing, Um, which is just really good thing. Like, I mean, I didn't know that would be possible. I didn't know. Like, I don't know. Uh, Really cool solution. Just prevent it from doing it.
0: Yeah, I don't know exactly. Okay, so uh, you're from the East Coast, so you Mm -hmm. grew up where it snowed. Mm Mm-hmm. I grew up where it snowed and I've been to Seattle. There's a pass as you're coming from like Idaho from south, like up into Seattle. There's a like a mountain pass road where, like, frequently when we my wife and I would go up there in the wintertime, there'd be trucks jackknifed everywhere. <laughs> and the problem is, is like, if the trailer gets out, what's supposed to happen on the Tesla is it's supposed to transfer power to different motors to keep that prevent that from happening. And Elon said it's impossible to jackknife. Mm-hmm. Impossible is a very, <laughs> very, yeah, it's a very strong <laughs> word because the chances are that is that it 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 will jackknife because trailers are heavy and it's not it's not only about the transferring of the motors it's that all of that weight so the motors on the on the wheels are going to have to overcome all of the weight of the trailer on ice, mm-hmm. which may or may not I mean. Who knows? You're not supposed to travel. You're supposed to, like they make you chain up and stuff. So you're not supposed to really be traveling at high rates of speed for that over that pass. But you never know if you hit some black ice or something. Like n- impossible is is uh, <laughs> is a pretty big term in terms of jackknifing. But reducing jackknifing is huge because even on in Arizona, trucks jackknife all the time. Uh, it's mostly because stupid little car drivers decide to squeeze in between <laughs> whatever the truck is in front of it. Cause trucks give that safety distance and they just kind of pop into that, that safety distance. And then they slam on their brakes because they didn't see all of the other vehicles that were stopped. And then the truck has to stop and it jackknives. Mm-hmm. So I would say on dry roads, probably mm-hmm. on icy slick roads. Mm. We'll see. <laughs>
1: That's a great point. You know, if the wheels are spinning, uh, it doesn't really matter which way they're spinning. Well, a little bit, but I mean, not with eighty thousand pounds behind you. I would be surprised, but I know n- very little about. It. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would
0: imagine physics would overcome <laughs> <Yeah>. electric motors <laughs> with some weight and and speed yeah. if they're not
1: getting traction. Right. Um, the last thing that I would uh, that I have here to bring up is um, uh, probably my second favorite thing, which is uh, he's like, you know, the we don't know the price but he's looking at a holistic maintenance uh, electric which is locked in at he said 7 cents a kilowatt but looking at that you know downtime holistically it's beating uh, a, a single truck is beating uh, a diesel truck but uh if you have a caravan uh convoy was the term convoy uh which is like 3 trucks you know kind of right on each other's tail um it would beat rail cost actually he was saying it was gonna it was going to be economic quote-unquote economic suicide for even for rail um and that this would make uh, more economic sense for that than rail which is like um yeah i think as he said profound and and anytime he says that I, i take note and uh
0: yeah, so the, the the concept behind that would be um if you've ever and my buddy Trapper and I used to get behind big trucks in his Camaro and try to draft from that and we actually were one time it might have been more but one time I remember specifically is he had his foot off the gas and we were still like gaining on the truck and we were really close man it was one of the few times we did lots of stupid stuff that i didn't get scared that was one of the few times i'm like we're gonna die so what it's taking that principle of drafting that you see in nascar and all the other racing and it's um basically the truck in front is providing is breaking up the the wind and creating that aerodynamic um for the truck behind it. The truck mm-hmm. behind it is using the air between the two trucks to push the truck in front of mm-hmm. it. And then you have the truck behind that that's doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And the truck in front of that one's doing that. And then it just kind of goes on from there to help. Um, now, I'm guessing Tesla has some sort of software. So if the guy in front yeah. stops, yeah. everybody's going to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's going to be every every one of these trucks is going to come in with the automatic braking mm-hmm. um, and lane assist, which we can talk about Uh, but the most important thing is, um, it's great that you have that automatic braking. So if the truck in front of you starts to slow down, your truck will start to slow down. But then the delay, like the truck in front of you slows down and you're using the automatic braking. So your truck slows down Mm -hmm. and then the truck behind you slows down. So there's still a delay and there's still potential for a pileup. Although Tesla does something cool is they'll shoot, They'll take the radar and shoot it underneath Mm -hmm. the vehicle, Mm -hmm. and they can look on normal cars. They can look two vehicles ahead, two or three sometimes vehicles ahead. So they might be doing something like that, but I'm guessing there's something doing that's connecting with the fleet management services type stuff.
1: Or if you could, you know, um, even, you know, they have cameras up on the front one. If if the back driver can see uh, too, yeah, if he can see through their camera, um, they wire that up. We don't, you know, who knows? Maybe it's all of them. Maybe it's, something else but that's a good point um, what the thing that's surprising about that to me though is you know these trucks already have really good drag coefficients they have you know he's exceptional drag coefficients so um that kind of points out how important um that is in some ways um i think there's some also um actually benefit of it's pushing but um still bringing them together uh Significantly
0: improves the
1: economics of uh, that,
0: yeah. And then, um, one of the things, oh, what we're we talking about oh, going upgrade. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know if you've ever been stuck behind a truck <laughs> as you're going up a hill. Like, I used to live in Carson City, and uh, we had fire trucks that were manual, and it's pretty rare to have manual fire trucks, but we had manual. Um, trucks on when we would go up to Lake Lake Tahoe for a car accident or something. And uh, the reason why is because, uh, especially in the wintertime, it's a lot to climb that grade. So most, he said, most trucks can go 45 upgrade fully loaded. The Tesla Semi can go 65 upgrade fully loaded, which is awesome. And then with the brake regen, so a lot of... you, you. especially if you travel across uh, the United States anyway. There's a lot of places where if trucks lose their brakes, they can kind of pull off and then go up an incline themselves to kind of stop um, just in case something catastrophic happens. So with the Tesla uh, Semi and most other electric vehicles, it's got the brake region. So all the driver has to do is let off on the gas, and the brake region is going to not only fill up part of some of the battery, a very small part, but they're gonna regenerate that, but they're also gonna save on brakes, which is a pretty big expense on a vehicle that size. Oh, and you know what? Did you notice the hockey puck door handles? (laughs) It has the same door handles the Model 3 has.
1: I didn't notice. So
0: you, it's got like a little hockey puck. Mm -hmm. So the actual, um, the hockey stick, not hockey puck, hockey stick, hockey stick, um, the little uh, curve, for the blade for the stick that's pointing towards the front on the model three. I couldn't, I don't remember which way it was pointing on the semi, but you push on the skinny end and then that kind of pops out like this. And then you just grab it and you open up the door and then it just goes back inside. So it's kind of a mechanical door, but it's, it's recessed. Yeah. Mechanical door handle, but it's recessed into the door, which I thought was neat. Yeah. Uh, Tesla guarantees that it won't break down for a million miles. And the, the way they guarantee that is two out of the four battery uh, motors will get you where you need to go. doesn't mean it won't break and you won't need service for a million miles. You'll just be able to get your load to where you need to go with two of the four motors. They actually have, they have a mega charger network guaranteed seven mm-hmm. cents an hour. Mm-hmm. We talked about the gas,
1: which is a, a, very good price of electricity. Yeah. Uh, it's I do a lot with that. I don't know how much I can talk about trucks really, but I can talk about uh electricity. And uh seven cents is locked in is very sweet. Um I know in the summer, uh residential here we pay sixteen cents uh on on peak. Uh and uh so seven cents is not unheard of, but it's a really good, uh, it's a really nice number.
0: Well, the big thing for like a company, right, is you want to have when you're budgeting for next year, mm-hmm. and you know you're going to be traveling X amount of miles with mm-hmm. your with your vehicles, you can always say, okay, it's going to cost me seven cents mm-hmm. a kilowatt hour, and we're going to need this many to fill up, mm-hmm. and then that way it puts your budgets more in line mm-hmm. with what reality is versus. Oh, crap, we're now at war at some other country <laughs> yeah. that has nothing to do with oil. But now gas prices are now $5 a gallon. And so that's hard to manage as a company. Mm. And I know that I used to work for an ambulance company, and they didn't seem to give a crap what, what we paid for gas. But sometimes I'd fill up the, the vehicle, and it would cost 120 bucks <laughs> every time I'd fill it up. And I'd fill it up twice in a shift. <laughs> and that's a, I mean that's a lot of money off yeah. of your, yeah. your uh, bottom line. And and like you're talking
1: about the the uh regularity of it. Knowing, you know, even if it was slightly more uh than than gas, the fact that you know every single month it's gonna be X, um, uh, and you can bank on that, there's value to that. Um that's that's something you can just write it right into your books. Uh, I think that's that's pretty powerful. Yeah. And especially now, I mean I think oil prices are going to go up from what I see. So, we've enjoyed a really low period for a while. Two dollars, really low,
0: being two dollars. Two dollars, yeah.
1: I mean, you know, not too old, but I do remember it like a dollar fifty. But then it it was four dollars for a while. It was yeah. four dollars for a long time, and and so I I personally, from what I've read and from what I see happening with OPEC, think it's going to go back up. Um, maybe not to four dollars, but it, I think it's going to rise, and so. Uh by the time these are rolling out these by the time these trucks are actually rolling out, it will be even make more more sense in my mind if that's true
0: yeah, and the thing is with with Tesla right they have the model the problem is seven cents is great, mm-hmm. but they have um superchargers now that barely touch where they need to be for for people that feel comfortable driving the vehicles, like my wife she's like well. Um, if we were to buy a model three i 'm going to buy the most expensive one because I want the most miles because i don 't know when i 'm going to get to the next charge. Keep in mind, she usually drives about twenty four miles round trip maybe maybe thirty miles round trip um, to work mm-hmm. she 's never going to see a supercharger <laughs> unless we go to california you know it 's just not going to happen so but that in her mind that's a that's a Mm -hmm. that's a priority so in in reality as far as um these trucks go if there's not a mega charger which is what they're calling the superchargers for the big trucks if there's not a mega charger in between where these truck companies are going like a major truck company like swift Mm -hmm. if they're like okay uh let's see here and swift there's Swift has this big, huge operations center. I've been in it. it's pretty, really impressive, and they have these people that that basically control these trucks. Well, they control the drivers. Like if mm-hmm. there's a if there's a problem, these people know about it. <laughs> I don't know how much I can say, yeah. so I don't want to do too much. But anyway, <laughs> um, if there's not a mega charger in between point A and point B f- for Swift, how many of these are they really going to buy? Mm-hmm. I mean, most yes, most is 250 miles. That's the max range. But these long-haul truckers, they're going to need, like, Tesla's going to have to beef that system up. And they have a thing where if you're, when you're unloading, and I don't think the drivers don't really unload. People unload for the drivers. Mm-hmm. But when the vehicle's being unloading, they're like, oh, well, you just use a destination charger. Well, that means <laughs> that if you're unloading to Target, Target needs to put a destination charger in for <laughs> your truck. Mm-hmm. And maybe they will. I don't know. Probably not. That's a, a why would... Safeway but in yeah.
1: at their local Safeway right truck, and if yeah.
0: you're own, if you're running your own trucks like I think Walmart has their own fleet mm-hmm. that, might that might be a thing simple. yeah uh yeah. and maybe Target has their own fleet I don't know if you're running your own trucks that might be a thing but if you're like um yeah. I don't know if you're like the the carnisseria down at the corner by my work and taking a delivery of um of uh they oh man mm-hmm. It's a Petaluma beer company. Oh, Lagunitas. They, <laughs> the Lagunitas truck is always parked in front of the Carnes by my work. Those guys, you know, um, mm-hmm. granted, they're only doing local trips, which is what the smaller truck would be for. But those guys aren't going to, the the Ria is not going to put in a destination charger for those guys. <laughs> <laughs> there's no point. Yeah. So it's, it, I mean, it's interesting and mm-hmm. it's, it's going to, there's going to be a lot of, um, there's going to need to be a lot of infrastructure put in, both on the side of the gathering miles, which they're doing with the gathering data, which they're doing with the Model S, the Model X, and the Model 3, to some extent, to find out, you know, what's a soda can and what's a stop sign and what's, you know, for this <laughs> autonomous driving stuff. Yeah. So all of oh, that's going to yeah, for,
1: for the semi-autonomous. Right. Yeah.
0: So they're going to use all that data, and they're mm-hmm. going to put that for the semi, and then they'll take the that's semi true. data and put that back into the, the other system. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the the it's really important though that you have that infrastructure in place. And 2019 mm-hmm. is really soon. <laughs> like we're talking uh, 14 months mm-hmm. roughly uh, f- till 2019, and this is when the semi is supposed to be out. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting uh, because you talked about cost, but he never actually said what the price was. <laughs> So so basically he did the same thing with the the solar roof. He's like, "Well, if you take everything into consideration and how little you'll pay for electricity, it'll actually be cheaper." Now, on my house, I think it was $76,000 to get to get it installed. Yeah. And my solar panels uh total cost me $16,000. Really, but we got the twenty-year lease, so that's mm-hmm. not an exact apples for apples. If we, yeah. I think if we would it's have ha- to... probably paid for it, it'd probably be closer to thirty. Yeah, um, and you're
1: gonna probably get more coverage from their uh, integrated integrated tiles. I mean, because you can get every you know spot of the roof that's available. They're smaller.
0: Yeah, basically. But you would that. definitely need to have like if you had a lot of trees, mm-hmm. or if you had um, something that that would block. That one little thin cell. Exactly. It's, it's almost better to have the panels because you well, have a greater surface area versus those little panels. But here's the here's
1: the thing with the uh, this is. No, this I'm not going to argue with you because business. Yeah, this is. A, I don't do PV. I do billion energy. But the the solar panels this is a fun fact for them. Uh, they're set up in in rows. Right. Okay, so let let's just say a, a, a certain panel has four rows, uh, and each row has. Four cells. It like, doesn't matter in this example, but they're all wired together. Now, if one of those cells in that row gets shaded, the system, the new, this is what we've, this is the solution, is that it will shut off that whole row.
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: So, if one cell is shaded, that whole row is going to be shut off. And so, if you orient the panel wrong, a single, like you know, kind of thick branch could shut off the whole, pa- whole oh. the whole panel. Uh, just with a with not that big of a shadow because it, if it just hits all four rows, wow. Um, and so I don't know that much about the the you know the shingle version, but uh, smaller uh, in that sense might be good if it's restricting that loss there. Um, now there's yeah. probably somebody could do a you know uh, master thesis on that and figure out the the version of control of that, but
0: there there's may be some benefit there yeah that's that's not something I knew, so that's good information uh so as far as cost goes mm-hmm. uh we were looking at <laughs> no it's cool like any good any new information is good information, so we were looking earlier mm-hmm. because we we were like well what is uh, a diesel semi cost and the answer is ninety to a brand new ninety to hundred and fifty thousand dollars and I'm sure they go up from there and you can mm-hmm. probably find them a little cheaper, but this is just a quick little thing that we did so my guess and honestly. I might have to rethink my guess. I'm going to, I said 350 starting, and I still think that that's pretty close, but it might be 300 starting. Are you going to go down a little? You've been
1: pretty, you've been pretty confident, 350.
0: Yeah. That little one is so much smaller. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Okay. (laughs) So that would be, that would do like be for your basic beer runs, you (laughs) know, like you, you have the Lagunitas truck pull up and (laughs) that's perfect for that. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Uh, it might be two fifty. So I was reading somewhere, like the Wall Street Journal. Journal, I think, said it would start at two to two fifty or something like that. What do you think?
1: Uh you know, I just before we had looked up prices again. You know, trucking is not my. <laughs> I thought I thought they would have cost a lot more. I guess I didn't really think through how much they should cost. I mean, a big RVs, you know, around that number. But um I, I just was thinking they were gonna cost more. So like right out of the gate I was gonna say four hundred, five hundred. But uh I would I would think that could not be competitive um in the long run. Unless like I mean, if he's saying starting out of the gate, they're starting out of the gate they're twenty percent cheaper with all maintenance. Um, it's gonna have to be a lot lower than that. It's gonna be have to be much closer. I mean, like, you know, if the truck lasts, just the whole truck lasts twice as long, you know, is that being factored in? Um, but I think when he's saying out of the gate, that's what the price difference is, the economic differences. is. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to have to be a lot lower than my initial.
0: So the difference is, is if you buy a $150,000 diesel truck, you're going to, over time, you're going to have a higher maintenance cost and, and uh, fuel cost. Whereas with the Tesla truck, you're going to buy... You're going to pay both basically up front, Hmm. and then over time, your cost goes down. So it's Mm -hmm. backwards. So if your vehicle stays on the road for a long time, then it becomes very economical. uh, Versus if, you know, these vehicles only last three years, then it's, you know, it's not going to be worth (laughs) your money. Um, That would be
1: great. They designed this, like, you know, Class A... Revolutionary truck, and it's like, okay, but it only lasts three years. <laughs> yeah. And then, then that's it. It's
0: yeah. The, then buy the new model. It's like toothbrushes.
1: Yeah. Or, uh... <laughs>
0: yeah. So, okay. So then Elon's like, okay, these are the trucks. Cool. And then he mm-hmm. goes and starts shaking some people's hands, and the trucks mm-hmm. pull away. And the, there's one truck. There's a gray truck that's big. There's a black truck with a black trailer that is small. So the gray truck pulls out of the way. The black truck goes and then stops and then the beastie boy sabotage which is one of my favorite songs comes on and out rolling out of the back of the semi truck comes a and i'll let brad give it to the no No good. No, you, no, no, go you, you, you know you, yeah you please it was a tesla roadster bow, bow. <laughs> <laughs> and i was gonna put i, I don't know I, it's almost midnight so i was <laughs> i've got to go to work in the morning. Um, So I was going to put the Sabotage song in here, but, nah, imagine it. (laughs) But uh, so the Model 3, or the Tesla Roadster comes out, and the guy's just, like, zooming. And I think it's J.B. Straub. It's just, like, (laughs) hauling (laughs) butt from one side of the the hangar, outside the hangar to another, just whipping this thing around. And it looks really fast. Yeah. The prototype does. Yeah. Um, but my first initial, it's got a convertible. My first initial thought was, um, at first when it, like, as there was smoke and stuff, I thought, Oh, mm-hmm. that's a model three mm-hmm. or model Y, because it was kind of bu- bubbly, mm-hmm. bubble shaped. Um, and then it had the model three ish front. Um mm-hmm. uh, but then as soon as I saw the convertible, I was like, Oh, this is a, this is a sport ear version of the model three called the roadster. <laughs> so what were your thoughts?
1: Um, yeah, I loved how they did it. I've, you know, after watching a good amount of their uh, events like this, this was, I think my favorite. I mean, they really made it like a, a, like an encore. I mean, it was a rock concert there at the end. Um, they had the lights, they had the smoke, the music, um, the screen, you know, had this like pattern on it. It was, it was. Oh
0: yeah. They kind of had like a Thor Ragnarok (laughs) kind of. Yeah. thing going.
1: And they turned down the audience lighting and it was, uh, it was a show for sure right there. And then he sp- sp- you know, drove, sped around this stage. Uh, yeah, at first I I mean, I wasn't aware that and I didn't think that was a possibility. At all. I thought this was strictly going to be semis and that was it. Um, and then so when it did well I was like, uh, Model 3, like are they saying they finally, you know, fixed their production problem? Like,
0: you know um, oh, yeah. That, but, <laughs> that would have been awesome. But, yeah. Here's the Model 3. It's finally in production. <laughs> really.
1: Yeah. We finally bought enough other companies to fix the problems. Um, but, uh, it, yeah, I like it. It's sporty. Um, I like the side. looks like it – I don't know if it actually does. The lighting was a little interesting there. But it looks like it lifts up, kind of arches across the side. I thought that was real sharp looking. Um and yeah, and the numbers are insane. I mean, I'm not even a car like you know. Yeah, I don't know my my general facts, but uh, I know a few, and it's just crazy.
0: It goes zero to sixty in 1.9 seconds, <laughs> which like, is <laughs> cuckoo bananas. Yeah, that's
1: dangerous. That seems dangerous to me. Like you accidentally, oh, now we're going sixty. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. And I you know the idiots that I work with. That is not something <laughs> that you ever want to give somebody. That is. Uh, that immature and that dumb um zero to 104.2 seconds just insane you could be doing you could be doing over 200 miles an hour before you get off an on-ramp in this vehicle it goes so fast uh a quarter miles 8.9 seconds uh you know that's that's nuts, nuts. where are you going to go that fast <laughs> but you can yeah, and Elon said he wasn't going to give us the top speed, but it's well over 250. <laughs> um, some some cool things. He's, Elon, when everybody was talking about, okay, when are we going to get a 150-kilowatt-hour battery? When are we going to get a 120-kilowatt-hour battery? Elon said, no, it's going to stay at 100. Except for the, the, the model, the Roadster, which is going to get a 200-kilowatt-hour <laughs> battery, which I'm sure is on the top end. Hmm. I don't know. I, I might be wrong. I think he was saying this was... No,
1: he said... This was all base model. The... Uh, things beyond base model, they would talk about next year. Oh, really? So he was claiming okay. all these numbers. Jeez. If I understood right, he was saying all these numbers were base numbers, and they haven't even gotten to,
0: uh, you know, upgrades. That's insane. This was prototype level. So that's six. That's a that's a range of 620 miles or 1,000 kilometers to everybody, all of our friends in Japan, and all the other countries. Yeah, every <laughs> <laughs> the other. <laughs> <laughs> that don't use freedom units <laughs> <laughs> to confuse to confuse us. Yeah. There's like three <laughs> countries in the whole world <laughs> <laughs> that make it harder
1: on, this, on yeah. themselves.
0: Um yeah, so uh, Let's see. Uh,
1: what was what was cool is he he was um you know, maybe a little bit of ideology there where you know, I wonder how much this is driving the whole production, but you know, this is and I'm quoting here, "Hard, hardcore smackdown to gasoline cars. So, you know, after we've been hearing about in the media and just everywhere about everybody starting to very rapidly, you know, shifting and making claims that they're going to be, you know, totally electric by blah, 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 a year, uh, you know, and huge progress is being made in, in that regard to push towards electric. Uh, now... Elon's going for the slam dunk. He's trying to just to shut the door on the whole discussion, saying,
0: "No more questions. This this is obviously better." Um, yeah, he. Well, there, I don't know if you how much you've paid attention, uh, but like, like Audi and um, Jaguar and um, Porsche, which those in Jaguar and I think Porsche are all part of Volkswagen, but anyway, all these 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 places were kind of making digs at the Model S, <laughs> in terms of like, hey Elon, take a look at this. This mm-hmm. is an electric car, but it's an electric car that's not built yet. Yeah, but it's yeah. an electric car. Look, look <laughs> over here. And so they're kind of and BMW too. They're kind of taking digs at the Model S mm-hmm. is because they have these electric sports cars, and um, Tesla just said, that's cute. <laughs> it's really cute. Yeah. So we're gonna throw a 200 kilowatt hour uh, battery in here, um, and then we'll just kind of see where that goes. And you guys have who oh, haven't built any electric cars mm-hmm. hardly, or mm-hmm. sold any electric cars hardly. Mm-hmm. Um, good, come at me, bro. Mm-hmm. Fastest so, car ever production, yeah. fastest yeah. production car.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it's interesting. I mean, that's what we learned from. We're learning from the Model Three is it's really nice to you know for all these other companies and even this, even this new one, uh, even the roadster um, to say they're going to do something. And the production is obviously uh, a, a long pole on this. And so, um, you know, I mean, they can claim it, but he's also claiming it and it's blowing out of the water. So
0: yeah, it takes a lot Um it takes a lot to. It takes nothing to say something. It takes nothing to say we're going to build a thirty-five thousand dollars starting uh, consumer electric vehicle. Mm-hmm. But actually building that is a whole <laughs> different thing. And I love the guys at Lucid Motors. they were really, really kind to Sierra and I when we went out to see them. And it, like, I have nothing bad to say about these people, these guys. But it's it's one thing to build three cars. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different and and to break records. They have cars that just flat out haul ass. But it's one thing to do that, but it's a total different thing to actually put that into production. And I hope, and I, I really hope that Lucid does great things because mm-hmm. their cars are beautiful. But, um, they Elon. I mean, we talked about not we, you and I, but me and and the listener. We talked mm-hmm. about a couple of weeks ago how Tesla has this um, n- not very well kept secret second floor in the Fremont <laughs> factory where they just tool their own stuff. They're like, hey, um, such-and-such supplier isn't doing that. Okay, build it. Let's just build it. We'll build it in-house. We won't use that supplier (laughs) anymore. So, like, yes, the Model 37 having problems, and the Roadster's going to have problems, and the Semi is going to have problems. The Model X had problems. The Model S had problems. Mm -hmm. It's going to take a time to to ramp all this up. And they're probably going to miss that 2020 date. They might ship one in 2020 with the roadsters and one semi in 2020 in 2019 but you know they'll they'll come as close as they can but the Mm -hmm. the thing is is like um volkswagen volkswagen group has Mm -hmm. way more money than tesla does um yes it costs a lot of money to shift everything over and retool to build everything and make it electric but in terms of money uh volkswagen Hands down, could could yeah, beat revenue. Tesla any day, but they don't have mm-hmm. the expertise yet. Yeah,
1: and even worse than like so, they would crush them on revenue, I believe. But and they don't Volkswagen. have Volkswagen. Yeah, yeah. I don't believe they like you're saying like they don't have the expertise. Oh, but they I would also buy a have
0: Volkswagen electric car way before I would buy a Tesla. Really, I love both companies, but I really love Volkswagen.
1: I I've never cared much for him but then the whole omission scandal i'm like Pfft. but but the point but the point i'm i'm thinking
0: is i agree you with don't... you but that was really clever <laughs> <laughs> i mean if you think about it just the, mm-hmm. the pure like hey here's how we're gonna get around this. yes yes there was a there was some thought put into that yeah You've gotta give like yeah for sure yeah it like... was a <laughs> total dick move but there was thought yeah, they're I mean, like, trying. If they
1: had put the same thought into just fixing them problem yeah. No, you're right. It was it was that's that really... that's that Elon thing. Yeah. You know? they just
0: how in do the we wrong fix direction. Well, <laughs> oh, let's not fix it. We'll go deeper and we'll just make it shut off. It'll just work for this time. Yeah,
1: but we're gonna get really creative about the, doing how that. Do it? You're right. Yeah. You're right. The same with Uber. Uber did something similar. Oh yeah, Great Ball, whatever. But um, yeah, uh, you know. So I I, I think that. I wonder how much—it's not just that they don't have the expertise, they do have the money, but there's actually people who have a stake in these old models. I mean, there's the you know, huge teams, huge amount of employees who want things to stay the way they are, like the gas cars. And they're going to act as resistance within that company in some ways probably to hold them back. But, you know—
0: Yeah, I think the unions, though, and in Vol- in, I think it was Volkswagen, and it might have been BMW, but the unions are like— Hey, we want hmm. to be first staffed in these electric places. Cool. So that even the cool. unions see where this is going. So that that is actually a really—I mean—you have a valid Good. point. Maybe, maybe because you have <laughs> you have a lot of old timers, and it couldn't—it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be uh, labor. It could be management, mm-hmm. just as easy as they're like, hey. First of all, let's just be honest. Volkswagen would dip a toe into electric if it hadn't they would be like yeah we're gonna we're gonna put out this car over here it, it kind of sucks but we're gonna put it out in its electric vehicle because you know we're trying mm-hmm. but now that they got this scandal now we get to have a <laughs> bunch of, all of them Volkswagen's like everything's <laughs> going, electric. They're all going we can't screw that up <laughs> we can't get yeah. in trouble that's not going to cost us billions of dollars uh, <laughs> for no good reason and have to buy back a bunch of cars <laughs> so that that's I think that's important. That's mm-hmm. uh, that that shifted the needle for that company. But yes. but the unions are they see the writing on the wall. They're not dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, most union leadership people are extremely smart. So um, they know that if they want to keep their guys working, they need and guys and gals they need to be pushing it in the direction that the automotive industry mm-hmm. is going. Because eventually, this is all going to be done by machines, and a lot mm-hmm. of it is already. So as these guys retire out because they have contracts and such Volkswagen is just not going to rehire or whoever company is just not going to rehire to replace them, but they'll get to retire out with a pension. It's just nobody else will get to go in and, Hmm. and do those jobs or very few as opposed to how many there are now. Yeah. Let's see. But yeah, that there is a, have you seen the documentary? I haven't seen it. Um, but my friend was telling me about it. Uh, how uh, they killed the electric car? Way back when? Yeah.
1: Um, I have not seen the documentary. Is The only thing I know about that is that um, I heard Ford's wife drove an electric car and loved it. Oh, this is news. Go ahead. And, um, you know, like that... He didn't than, like his wife. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. I mean, no. I, so, she, yeah, that's all That's that she had. I... Can't even source that, but that's what I've oh. I've heard is that she had an electric car and and loved it, and then you know, well, the rest is history. So that didn't work out. But
0: yeah, so let's talk about the Roadster. LA to San Francisco in round trip, one one battery. It's got like I said, 620 mile range. At freeway speeds, like if you're zooming up there <laughs> as fast as a car can go, you're not going to get quite that far. Um, you might be able to get to San Francisco. In, like, an hour. Um, let's see. Uh, available in 2010. It's convertible. Three motors. Um, yeah. Two in the front, one in the back. Isn't that how the configuration was? I believe was? that's what they
1: said. That's interesting to me.
0: And then uh, it's a four-seater. Yeah. So the original oh, oh. <laughs> uh, Roadster was only two-seater. And this one, you can fit uh, one very large scrunched-up person or two very <laughs> large scrunched-up people or two small people in the back. <laughs> Without much uh, problems, and there's plenty of storage space in the front and in the mm-hmm. back, which I thought, uh, um, yeah, not something I'm gonna buy and put kids in. The back <laughs> Mostly because it's a, a rocket to to <laughs> death, uh, yeah, straight it's like two. it's a
1: real car. It's just a real car that goes really, really fast.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's I think that's what he said. That yeah, that's nuts. Um, but yeah, it was overall because um, the last Model Three announcement. Uh, when they started, you know, with the whole production. Um, I thought it was nice. Did you see that one? Where I they were outside so. and they yeah. were powering it by the Model yeah. S. I thought that was really nice uh, because they you got to see some of the people that worked hard mm-hmm. and they got the recognition for that. Right there. It probably should have gave them a little bit more uh, camera training because <laughs> I've been doing this for a year and I still sound like a moron and it's really hard to talk on mic. And and uh, not sound really dumb, uh, even after a year of doing it. So uh, it would have been more fair for them to sit down and have somebody work with those folks Mm -hmm. because some of them are pretty rough. Some of them are really good. Some of them are pretty rough. But I wasn't like I was not excited about that. They're like, hey, we're in production, Eh." (laughs) and it was I was like, okay, great. I I guess I'll. do something about this on the <laughs> podcast it's not really a lot of information <laughs> yeah. um so yeah so then but this i thought was excellent they gave us a lot yeah. of details about the truck gave us a lot of details about the roadster mm-hmm. N- no prices on either I, I would guess the roadster's got to start at 150 that's my guess hmm. but then i think what, what was
1: the, what was the first one at
0: the first roadster i think it was a 120 okay but it was using a lot of sourced parts yeah. So they're right, using straight. the the locus lotus not locus, the lotus uh, chassis and body, mm-hmm. and then they were using like everything inside the car was basically off the shelf mm-hmm. and put into this thing to get it out. Mm-hmm. So based on that, and I bet you that they're using a lot of Model Three stuff in that car too. So yeah, but I have to if I had to guess, because if you okay, so I. Th- think a hundred kilowatt hour battery was like thirty five thousand dollars so you got to think that a 200 kilowatt battery is either twice that or just under twice that mm-hmm. so cost wise mm-hmm. so i mean
1: i mean that prediction for them yeah yeah, yeah. what are
0: you going to use in between there you know what are you gonna um where are you gonna find your profit at you know <laughs> the, mm-hmm. the battery if the That's battery the costs seventy thousand dollars <laughs> Um, and the rest <laughs> of your car cost $40,000 or $50,000. dollars you got to have something there somewhere. And they try to yeah. keep a profit around 30%, 30, uh, 30, 20 to 30%, I think, is mm. where they try to keep that. And that doesn't include Tesla. Does it like tech companies? Like most car companies break out like R&D. Mm-hmm. Tesla doesn't do that. So that's why it seems like they lose money on every vehicle because they don't break that into a separate chunk. Interesting. I don't know if they do that now, but they used to do that. Hmm. So, because of that, because they're basically a tech yeah. company. So, um, yeah, exactly. So, like, you know, you, you go to a, you, you see the headline that the iPhone 10 costs $367. <laughs> and, uh, well, that's great. But the first one didn't cost that. <laughs> <laughs> the first one cost $3 billion. <laughs> and then everyone after that got a lot cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. And I, I think um, just from, what they're doing, what SpaceX is doing with the rockets, I mean, they're trying to streamline the design process as well, and so everything they're using is going to be for the BFR. So I would be very surprised if they didn't do that with the with the cars as well, and take the things they've learned and the things they know they can make and, and use them in the next. Yeah, model.
0: Tesla and SpaceX. I mean, obviously they share the the Elon there. -hmm. But they actually, like, if Tesla engineers are having a problem with something, they'll consult with SpaceX and vice versa. Hmm. So there's a lot of cross pollination going there. I love that.
1: That's why the new car is so fast.
0: Yeah, it's basically (laughs) got a rocket on it. That guy was zooming. I don't think he was going full speed, but he was zooming across that parking lot. Mm hmm.
1: Um,
0: Yeah. I would imagine if you just stepped on it and just let it go, you'd just pass out. You'd all <laughs> yes. the blood would just flow out of your brain, and you'd fall out. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's right. it. Um, I am, I'm still giving away two Tesla hats or Boring Company hats. I bought two Boring Company hats. I haven't got them, we got yet, but I'm gonna give them away. If anybody wants to contact me, Bodie at nine eighteen digital dot com. That's how you contact me, and uh, you can leave a message at 918-401-0071, Twitter at 918digital. You can go to kilowatt.bz and see all the cool articles that I've been looking at that didn't make it on the show. And that's it. And Brad, do you have anything you want to promote?
1: Uh, no, not really. No? I mean, <laughs> I want to be like, yeah, my cat. Uh, no i did no i mean
0: you want to promote lenny
1: <laughs> yeah you're kind your... no i mean i do building energy analysis uh and software and you have a uh, website industry. right yep buildingenergy.com Hel- ben-
0: buildingenergyhelper.com oh my yeah, gosh I, was gonna say can't I
1: can't believe i get my own website on. buildingenergyhelper.com
0: yeah so i'll put that in the show notes just in case you forget <laughs> go there take a look at what brad's doing um also, if you're an architect firm, him, hire him because he's a freelancer. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, so, Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to do any other news because this was an hour. So <laughs> way past the normal time, but I think Brad added a nice little bit to the, the conversation. Otherwise, it would have been quite dull. Hmm. So thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will talk to you next week.